Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. The Jake's Takes podcast will be back with full episodes on February 4th. In the meantime, here's something to think about. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up and making sure they show it. I've been a pro golfer now for 43 years, and I have had my share of injuries. In fact, I've had some body parts replaced, but I don't think anybody goes through a long career without some sort of injury. I'm joined now by my daughter, Dr. Kristen Saylor. Kristen happens to be a neurologist up in New York. Hello, hello. But the one thing that Kristen I want to talk about is the difficulty of having any type of surgery and not only the the surgical procedures, but the rehab and the follow-up. And I think that's the one thing most golfers struggle with. You're right. And this is something that not even golfers have to deal with, but people. Everybody at some point is going to have to have a surgery and they're going to have to go through the anesthesiology and the sedation and the recovery. But what you went through with your joint replacements, that's major surgery. So that's on a whole different level of recovery. And I think both of your replacements, your your hip, your first hip and your knee were the hardest ones for you to go to go through recovery wise. Am I right? I mean, was the hip the worst? Yeah, I think my, my hip was the worst. Dr. Mort Bertram, my good friend down in Naples, Florida, did the surgeries and he's a fantastic surgeon. But the knee was probably I, I wouldn't say it was the most difficult, but the recovery was was hard. And part my, of that was because of the medications that you had they had you taking. I had some strong medication and everybody's different. And I think the doctors guess at what level of medication you should take. Because don't forget, while you're taking medication, you're doing rehab. And Mm -hmm. they tell you, take the medication to stay ahead of the pain from rehab. And I went through that one time, and I remember when I had my knee replaced, I was laying out in the back, in the backyard of my house, and we have a screen cage over the pool in the backyard. And I remember calling you and asking you about my 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 level of uh, of drugs and do you remember what i said to you i remember this conversation so clearly because honestly it was one of the funniest conversations we had ever had <laughs> and you know i i want to not make too much fun of you because you were going through something hey i'm the host of this <laughs> podcast you know so i don't want to make too much fun of you but i think at the time i must have been in residency right what year did you have the knee done I had it in, oh, maybe, oh, six. Oh, oh no, this, so then six, I was oh, still seven. in medical school. So I might have been in medical school then. So you called me, and, and the, the conversation started out pretty normal. You know, hi, honey, how are you? How's school? I'm, my knee is doing okay. I'm, I'm not in much pain. I'm doing my rehab. And then you started to tell me, or actually, I think you asked me why the screen cage was breathing. <laughs> I think you just started to say, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. Why, why is, why is the screen cage breathing? And I'm on the phone thinking, well, this took a turn. I'm like, dad, um, is mom there? Where's mom? You had to track her down. He was full on hallucinating from his pain meds. And I think that 
you had to come off of them, right? I did. And we don't mean to make light of it because so many people struggle with pain meds and addiction. And that was the first thing you did. You said, I need to talk to mom. I need to talk to your doctor and we have to change your meds because I was taking the regularly prescribed medication, but I couldn't handle it. And it just, it took me to another realm. And I called you and I remember I went through bouts of depression. I went through uh, bouts of euphoria. I was up and down and I was all over the map. And you slowly had the doctor uh, reduce my medication to almost to where I was doing nothing because I just discovered that I wasn't very good on any of that kind of stuff. Exactly. And this is such a universal experience. It happens to people even after they have something minor, like a, you know, a, a trip and a fall, they twist their ankle and they're prescribed some pain medication. It can be extremely addictive. Number one, obviously there's a huge opiate epidemic, but it's very hard to tolerate these medicines. You can have lots of side effects difficulty with your thinking, with your focus, with constipation. And what we're learning more and more now is that it sounds so simple, but for a lot of post-operative recovery, sometimes even just icing the area can be as effective as taking an opiate. And that is really what we're start starting to recommend and trying to get away from using opiates in the post-operative period. Instead of, like you said, anticipate the pain before and treat first, we're seeing what's the level of pain, how much can we manage it with techniques like ice or massage, and then you treat the pain after you assess it. Well, for anybody out there that's gone through a, a joint replacement, a hip, a knee, a soldier, a shoulder, I think you would know that there is that period of time, right, right, a post-surgery, it's painful, it's very difficult. But as the doctors told me, as you told me, if you get through that initial stage, a week, two weeks, whatever, three weeks, whatever it may be, you're going to experience experience uh, relief like you've never experienced. And I had so much trouble with my hip and my knee going up and down stairs, swinging a golf club. Mm -hmm. And everybody said, oh, if you have your joints replaced, you're never going to swing a golf club again. I can tell you, it is amazing how my knee, I don't even realize I have a new knee and I don't even realize I have a new joint. Am I the same as I was when I was with my original joints? You never will be, but I think I'm as good as I can be. And now at 65, I still play. I don't play as many tournaments, but I'm not in the pain and I can pretty much do what I want. Well, and you're such a pro and I don't mean pro golfer. I mean, professional patient. You have had so many surgeries and so many treatments you know how to manage it now and you know how to recover well and how to work with your body. So you're, you're going to do great if you need anything in the future. Well, I appreciate you joining us and I no longer see the screen cage breathing, but my putter talks to me <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you <laughs> oh, that my putter, tells, my putter tells me whether he's going to make a putt or not. So I'm just going to stick with him. All right. I'm worried. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?